This is yours. This is ours. This is mine. What's up and welcome to Minds. I'm your host, Jay Hernandez, and today I'm excited to bring you Greg Wilkins of Last Perfect Thing. All right, before I get to uh, to that conversation, I want to remind everybody that the Podbean app is available to download on your iPhone and on your Android phone. Also, I'm excited to mention that I did put an application for iTunes and I am approved for your iTunes listening experience. So if that's your desired uh, mode of getting your podcasts and, you know, your talk radio download uh, system, then you can find me on there now. And you'll see the beautiful picture that my wife took of me for the artwork and uh, that my awesome sister-in-law, Jenny Kins, did up with the logo, you know, with the Mines logo. And now I'll be able to operate at full tilt. So I'm excited also to announce that you can also find me on Stitcher, which is for your Android listeners out there so that you guys can listen and uh, and enjoy the show. I can spread the name of all these people that are coming down here for the interviews uh, around uh, the area. You know, we'll start there and then hopefully around the world. I did an interview a guy from the West Coast, so I'll be bringing that to you soon. So hopefully he'll get me some pings out there. I can start spreading the mind's word out into the rest of the United States. So that being said, Greg Wilkins, last perfect thing. When the album Hawaii hit my ears. I really didn't understand what was going on. I didn't, you know, like I thought I knew music at the time. You know, they were like the first best indie rock band to really hit the East Coast area. For me, personally, knowing these guys were from the area and the kind of rock that they were putting out, the drum beats, the the guitar rhythms, the fact that he's singing over this stuff and playing guitar to it at the same time. It was just, you know, it was magical. It was wizardry, you know, and that was the kind of thing that I wanted to be a part of. And even though I hadn't been playing for a long time, if you didn't have their CD and weren't trying to make music like them, then you were doing it wrong, That, in, in my opinion. And then to you know hear in the conversation, as you'll hear in a minute, uh, talk about how Foo Fighters was one of their you know many influences as far as uh, recording style and songwriting, I'm sure. It was just cool to put it all together in this conversation because you know as a young kid working a couple of my first jobs I remember one time uh, almost working myself to tears trying to put a stack of nearly 300 newspapers together at the local pharmacy in Red Bank professional pharmacy which is closed up now which I'm kind of happy about because the owner was a, a, a douchebag he was a shithead he cheated me out of some money for working there I was actually in the middle school making my way you know into the working world cleaning that pharmacy by myself, dusting the racks and vacuuming and taking out the garbage and, you know, various other little odd jobs. He had uh, brought it to my attention that I had charged him for hours that I didn't work. And for me, and it's surprising, you know, that as a kid, even I didn't miss work, you know, like I just like I knew what I had to do and then I would go and do it. It was almost like, you know, somebody giving me an order, but that was just my natural entrepreneurial spirit as I grown up to, to find out that if there's work, then I'm going to work. That's pretty much how it goes. So anyway, cheated me at a week's worth of uh, work, and I ended up not working there anymore, which worked out for me because now I could spend my time uh, doing other things like listening to Last Perfect Thing and 
trying to uh, figure out how I'm going to take over the world, you know, via music. So anyway, I got him down here because I'd seen him at uh, various locations doing behind the scenes things at, um, you know, Count Basie Theater. I'd noticed he does he does a lot of stuff over at the Stone Pony in the Asbury area. So I, I kind of started to get this feeling that he's one of these behind the scenes active members of the music community that tries to keep things going, keep things fresh. I got invited to go see my nephews, who actually lived down the block from the Count Basie Theater, which is where I grew up, to play the violin for a, uh, a, a an anniversary for a conservatory of music or something. I don't know all the details. But I saw him in the background. He was moving various pianos, a harpsichord, you know, setting up microphones, chairs, music stands. You know, his kids were playing the violin, playing cello, some were drums, you know, a harpsichord, as you heard me mention. And I remember I had his number in my phone at the time. I was telling my wife, I'm like, oh, that's that's Greg. Like, you know, that's, you know, that's him. I, I know that's him. And she's like, oh, yeah, that is Greg, you know. And we got to talking because we were going to, uh, we had tickets to see Mark Marin in maybe like a week or so so she you know we're just getting to talking and we're like oh maybe we can get him to like get us in front of mark Marin. you know he can sign a book or something you know whatever uh long story short actually he was doing a book signing poster signing at the end of the show so we ended up seeing him anyway and made a fool on myself and it was a good time and i texted him that day anyway as i'm leaving and he you know got back to me we started it back and forth a little bit flash forward uh, about a month or two I had been in contact with the drummer of his other band, Des and the Swagmatics. You know, I was asking how he was doing. We ended up meeting him out at the hot dog house, also in Asbury Park. And it ended up, they were in the same band. You know, I, I he'd mentioned the name before and we had talked about, you know, but this guy, uh, Craig, who was in various projects, I wasn't exactly sure which band practiced there or whatever. So we get there, you know, we're out drinking, having a good time. So we get reacquainted. You know, he's he's known me from just being a, mu- a local musician, being around town, and we're hanging out, we're drinking, carrying on, and all of a sudden I start asking him about uh, Hawaii. I'm like, you know, when that album came out, like, you know, what were you guys listening to? Where did you record? Just kind of coming at him with question after question. So as far as I can remember, I don't really remember too much of a lot of the conversation. I mean, I remember bits and pieces and just, you know, pretty much fanboying out on him about the whole uh, Hawaii album you know so when the show idea came around I figured I'd get him down here and ask him a bunch of questions track the the last perfect thing career from when that album came out up until now because after agreeing to the to the interview and setting everything up when he got here I really just couldn't fight the urge to find everything out I could about that particular album and then everything that led up to that that led up to now from from that point on and for me as you know the conversation heated up I started to realize that contrary to what I believed that you know they either disappeared or they fell off or they broke up or whatever it was that they were at it the entire time they really hadn't disappeared I mean it was me really that disappeared when when all is said and done so it was a nice surprise to know that when they you know quote unquote came back in my head that they had been at it the entire time, you know, and this was sort of, you know, not pre-internet, obviously, but this was pre-MySpace, pre-Facebook, obviously, pretty much the DIY, call the clubs, put the shows together, know the promoters, be a part of a community, do the shows, keep doing the shows so that you don't, you know, your name and your status doesn't cool off. And then, you know, hopefully at one point you, you become something. They dealt with producers, they dealt with 
um, you know, record contracts and stuff. You basically your your chew them up, spit them out story. But they didn't really get spit out per se. They they kept it going when they came out. Chris D'Onofrio on drums, a couple other uh, member switches for guitar and bass. But at the same time, they were still pumping like a well-oiled machine coming out with new songs you know every other time that they, they, they would play out at one point they had a keyboardist you know it was just really impressive because as much as we all thought that they should have enjoyed some bigger things uh, after the hawaii release and then uh, knowing what they were dealing with just after that they really looked like they were gonna hit it again you know lo and behold it really didn't work out that way but in the end they'd been playing music the whole time everybody that's you know was in the band that had been in the band since then are all still practicing musicians and still working on careers and either way whether they're you know in a job just the pursuit of creative output is uh is enough for some and for the ones who it's not enough for they just keep keep on cracking at it you're doing basically the same thing so it was nice to catch up and rather than try to uh, get his whole life story and figure out where you know his creative uh, seed was was planted I just really wanted to track the the whole career from the release of Hawaii uh, up until up until now which even now uh, there's talk of a last perfect thing reunion um, there's talk of you know uh, his own project going on you know he's constantly writing songs so whether it's for last perfect thing or just himself you know Greg Wilkins will not stop he is a force to be reckoned with. He's a killer bass player uh, in this other project. You know, his guitar playing skills, songwriting skills are monstrous. So, you know, he's really pretty much got no weak points. He's an amazing singer, um, displays a lot of control on the stage, um, can really open it up and let it loose when it has to, and can really break it down and and, uh, and really draw a tear from you when, when he needs to. And those are pretty much the same powers displayed on the Hawaii album that he brought throughout the career and you know he played a song down here in the Sunjin for you guys that you'll be hearing uh, after the interview by the name of Born to Stay and it was just amazing it was a great experience good to see that the Greg Wilkins riff style songwriting magic is still there so I'm hoping that there's more to come from the Last Perfect Thing franchise. Definitely something I would like to be a part of now that you know I've got the show going. You know, so hopefully I can do a thing with uh, with the whole band at one point. I'm I'm trying to figure out exactly how to do the whole band thing right now. I'm really into the idea. I'm loving the one on ones. It's really nice to to break it down with somebody, crack something open, get their life story because you know. At the point that we're at right now, at our age, you don't really think that anybody cares to know your story, or that you know maybe you're working on something and and uh, and you know you you're, you're you feel that you're in the middle of making your story. But really, at at any point in anyone's life, especially when there's creativity involved, your story means something. There was a beginning, you know. For the most part, uh, the good news is that you know you're not at the end. You're maybe at the middle or just starting to warm things up. You're finding yourself or you are over with one uh, stage in your life and you're on to a new thing. There's just, you know, there's lots to know. There's lots to tell. Uh, everyone's got an amazing story. And, you know, to be able to either track the whole life 
story of somebody and figure out where they got their passion, you know, how far it brought them, where they are now, where they're headed to afterwards. It's also an amazing thing to just really take the history of uh, one of their projects if you've got something um, as, uh, as monumental as the Hawaii album and then, uh, you know, everything that, that came after that. So if there's anything that I got from this conversation, if the fight is still in you, just keep on fighting. Because all the while, this story is, is, is being written. And it'll be beautiful in the end. Greg Wilkins. <laughs> so I could just use that to just uh, come right in. It'd be so. funny if I like got on a phone conversation like yeah, uh, they're like your doctor. Like, there's what under my scrotum? <laughs> the patch is it's contagious. So so it shouldn't be bleeding, <laughs> right, right? Every so often, <laughs> so it shouldn't be pee blood pee blood. <laughs> uh, <knock on> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No pun intended. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, here I am. Yeah, right. On that note, I'm here with uh, Greg Wilkins, the Greg Wilkins from Last Perfect Thing and Des and the Swagmatics. What other, what other projects you got going? Well, currently, that's that's sort of the the, the most active is the Des project. Okay. Um, All right. Three shows this month. Nice. So, Jamie and uh, this Saturday, then uh, in Red Bank. Yeah, yeah, and nice. Jamie's in okay. Red Bank. And then uh, uh, that's the third. And then the 17th in Point, uh, we're doing a festival with uh, Billy Hector. Cool. All and right. The band Enjoy. All right. I'm not familiar with them. No, I know not. I've heard the name. Right, right, right. I have to get familiar with them. But uh, yeah, so it's just us three bands. It starts at noon, you know. Like yeah, yeah. Family yeah. thing. Yep, yep. Thing. I've never Kids, been to it. Kids, day drinking, clowns. And that shit. whole thing. Yeah, yeah I, hear, sure. I hear a bunch of stuff coming out from over there. And there's a few of them. I thought it was one. And then I started hearing about it so frequently, I'm like, it can't be the same one. They just do like all sorts of like family oriented festivals and music, food. Yeah. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. There's one in the dead of summer. There's one I think in the spring, and then this one I should actually become familiar with them. But um, but yeah, they're uh, they're pretty. Probably be a there. beer tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah hopefully, yeah. <laughs> bode well with me. Yes, sir, man. So uh, too well. So Des and the Swag Mags, obvi- well, um, not obviously, but I guess uh, Last Perfect Thing's not doing. Well, not we doing are. Anything. We are. Oh, you this are? Is, okay. Yeah, all right. That's a surprise this, to me. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, hey, look at that. Uh, uh, our good friend Status Green, who okay. I know you know, uh, are doing a show at The Pony on Black Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. And they asked us to do the show, and they asked the obvious to do the show. Okay. So uh, it'll be the obvious, LPT, and Status Green. Static Green. All right. And... That's our next thing. All right. Uh, it's going to be pretty fun considering the four of us haven't been together <laughs> since last October when we played uh, four songs for a dear friend who passed of the Asbury Music Community Pockets oh, man. Wow. Uh, from okay. The Pony. All right. Um, wonderful so. man. And uh, we got together along with like Rick Barry, Karmic Juggernaut, yeah. oh, uh, wow. Coley Bryce. Okay. Um, who else got on I that? I probably heard of that. Now it's starting um, to sound familiar. Outside the box played. They kind of got okay. they got back together to do it. Yeah, I. Um, you know what? It's funny you mentioned those guys. I'm pretty sure those guys are rebranding. They've been sort of away for the last. Yeah. yeah uh, big... Well, I, I I know they're they're doing different projects. Uh huh. Um, they I th- I think are are they mentioned something and I haven't talked yeah, to Mark in yeah. a while. Uh, he's the member of the band that I've kind of 
been most you know in contact with right. through the years. Um, I know he had a project, so maybe that was kind of what's transpired. Maybe, yeah. It. Well, in an obscure fashion, uh, you know, clean houses for a living. One of the my client's sons has outside the box uh, stuff in his room, and he oh, was okay. sort of a like peripheral character in there. He, like he was sort of trying to be like maybe a manager or whatever, okay. you know, like okay. early, early. So just right. you know, young, young. Um, and since, because I asked him about it, because he's got like um, piano you know, MIDI keyboards and microphones and stuff in his room. I'm like, oh, what's that stuff about? Do you, you know, and he's like, oh, I, you know, years ago, whatever. And the, these guys were my friends. And then he said uh, that they were, uh, I guess, on hiatus, rebranding, maybe, you know, getting, man- you know, having like management or whatever, like recording. And right. I forget the name that he, that he mentioned. Uh, I asked him a couple times because I wanted to see if I could, you know, check him out or, or, you know, see if they're active yet or whatever. But yeah, the bass player, uh, Francis, and the drummer. I mean, sorry, and the um, the drummer Francis and the bass player. <laughs> I totally dis- did. I say dyslexic. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, okay. It's backwards. So yeah, so uh, <laughs> drummer Francis and the bass player Ryan have very active touring schedules, and the other oh, okay. guys are just um, okay. So there's that. They they are active. Thing. They're they're yeah, doing. I mean, yeah. they're doing their thing. Right. Um, I ran into the dr- bass player on tour last summer. I was out working on the road, and cool. uh, he's doing a band thing, you know. All right, all right, doing, all right. So, know. so you did some four songs uh, last October, did, I guess well, a year so ago. So yeah, or? back, 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 backtrack to LVG. So yeah, so uh, we did four songs a year ago. Uh, we ended up before that we got together to go back to Big Blue Meanie in Jersey City before okay. they closed shop, and we recorded four more tunes. Um to add for 15 songs right. um, that we have sitting, probably going to get released somehow at this show. Oh, okay. All right. I'm guessing it's going to be a card and give everybody the music. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, that's uh, that's that, that, just, that free cast living. Just get it know? out there. Yeah, because I mean, you gotta, at this point, I mean, yep. the, the record's been sort of sitting and nobody's really heard it. Right. So. Uh, so who's the lineup? Uh, it's Chris Donofrio on drums okay. and uh, Mike Smith on bass. Awesome. And Jeff Teeter for guitar. Oh, guitar. Jeff, uh, that was Jeff playing with you guys Teeter. a few years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys. All right. So you got yeah. a little bit of. So it's it's yeah. Kevin, you know, moved and uh, went to California and is now right. doing things with uh, one band called Well Hung Heart. I don't know if you've heard of that band. Mm, not familiar. Uh, he's but doing stuff with them. Um, <coughs> and. Chris, as you know, plays for Cole Atkins as right, well. Right, right. Yeah, I saw, um, I was on the boardwalk when they did the uh, the last thing with the Avett Brothers, mm. and they did the Led Zeppelin cover of, uh, I forget what song, but uh, it's sick. It was amazing. Oh, I could cool. just I was just watching, I mean, you know, he was like this big, but I was just watching him the whole time. Right. He's, a, he's a beast, that guy. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. So, uh, all right, so you got, um, oh, you gave me actually, the uh, f- I think four tracks, or six tracks it might have been. I'm not sure how far back it was like sort of black and white CD. Remember when we hung out at the uh, at the hot dog house like um might have been the beginning of the summer or the springtime with Craig. Yeah. You guys were at the spot jamming. Was it a card? Uh no, it was an actual disc with oh. the with, yeah, with the um Oh, the sixth song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 How yeah, far back does that yeah, one go? That goes back to Oh, two. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, cuz I know that one had Joe justice. on it. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Joe Parsoli so and yeah. Ryan Martin. I was uh, and, interested uh, in and Justin Cochran on bass. Oh, okay, um, all right. So now he's uh, was he in the original lineup or no? Danny Krogh. Oh, okay, hands on a budget. Danny Krogh. All right, was the original bass player. Oh, okay, and then Joe, uh, Parasoli, drummer, Ryan Martin, guitar. 
right, right, and right. Uh, myself, and then uh, it shifted to having Mike Smith come aboard. Yeah, who's and, uh, uh, who's with uh, Ether Sunday right now, right? Uh, yes, so, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, Sunday, all right. And he does another way. project called Earthman. And, oh, okay. Uh, He's played for you know the obvious for a while. Uh-huh. He played for uh, if you remember the Captain James and the Pain Band. They kind of uh, dressed up and did yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Vaguely the name. Yeah. yeah, I was I was a bit obscure in in the scene for the last few years, so that's right. why I'm like trying right. to get back reacquainted with everybody on this thing. Get, right. See what everyone's up to and uh, you know. Yeah, everybody's still playing music. You know. Yeah, it's no, that's great. Much. And 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 even now uh, with uh, Joe and Ryan, who were in you know the first culmination of the band. We share a practice room to still together. Oh wow! Okay, so they're still local. You know, so yeah, All right. yeah, um, and they still play. You know when they can. Um, yeah, but you know of course lives and jobs and all that. Shit gets busy, Kids man. And, yeah, yeah. You gotta pay yeah. the bills. So it's money to fucking plug this shit in. You know? <laughs> yeah, it ain't, it ain't cheap. <laughs> it's nuts, that's man. for sure. It's, it's like a black hole. My God. Yeah. Unless you get something out there. Shit, you got a big ass washing machine and dryer right there. Yeah, right. That's a, that's a black <laughs> hole in itself. Jesus. I just had to figure that thing out. Took took apart all the shit. I had to like, figure out what the hell's in that hole. Drain it out. There was like a smell coming from it, staining my shirts. I'm like, all right. Like, is that like a uh, uh, riser? Like, yeah, yeah. They they originally came in the uh, in the color of the washers themselves, but we found them for a couple a couple hundred dollars cheaper. Oh. So we went with the the not matchy hunter green. It matches the carpet. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's all you need, right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, those things kept uh, my the machines from getting destroyed when uh, when Irene came through uh, and dropped all that rain on us. We had about we had about that much all oh, the way wow. over there, which over there floods more. So you can imagine. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, the uh, so the nightmare. Over there. Yeah. Yep. So. Jeez. Yeah, man, kept me uh, kept me afloat. Yeah. For lack of a better better term, but um, so uh. Going back to um to Hawaii, nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. I remember. 90, I know. Uh, yeah, ninety nine. I sort of talked your ear off about that last time we we hung out because I just always you know I know you we we've been around each other for for the last few years but I just like I never had like like a one on one sort of uh, atmosphere so I'm just I'm just gonna ask him as many questions as I can about this particular album because that album rocked me for for at least you know year and a half two years which is a long time for for an album to to stick with you but uh hey, hey it struck a chord with uh a lot of know, people man and, you had the and whole... it comes out of the woodwork like every so often i'll get an email saying hi you know not sure who, you know if right, this right, is right. getting to anyone or you know <laughs> you know is this just a smoke signal or you know but uh yeah yeah know, hey I, i'm looking for hawaii where can i buy it where can i get it and i just say I'll email you the tracks. Right, right, right. Okay, you so know? you don't have it anywhere. So, there's no place that it. That there's you nowhere can... where it exists. All right, all right. Anywhere in digitally, <laughs> in digital world. Now, Unless... if you, I mean, obviously, if you've got something rolling that you're putting out now, and then you have the 2002 thing, um, at one point or another, you'd have to probably consider something like a, like an iTunes or like a. a like well, a... there's the album that's available on iTunes. Oh, you do have the. Uh, oh, okay. Well, the album that we did in uh, August '09, we released it. Oh, okay. Oh, so you have. Uh, sorry. So let's see. So yeah, you got the signal a was. Uh, yeah, the first big blue mini release. Well, we did a we did an EP like sort of promo disc. Right. From, right, right. From the first big blue mini sessions, and then from there, we had kept continuing to record because by the grace of God, our producer and Tim Gillis, who owned the studio, mm-hmm. said, "Ah, just come in and let's just let's just let's fire it out." Yeah. See where it goes. Um, you know, at at the time we were. Uh, we were scheduled to uh, go back in the studio 
and uh, we had it was like December, beginning of December, middle of December, and like we had recorded, but you know we he's like oh you know let's just go back in and uh, like it was like the day we were gonna go back in a, a record deal memo came through uh-huh. or, like the day before or something. And like we had all had tickets to three, we had three seats to a Ranger game, right? And but because we could get back in the studio, you, we you decided, decided to, you know, we framed, <laughs> we framed, the, we framed the tickets and gave them to Tim and in said, memoriam. You know, <laughs> yeah. instead of going to the Ranger game, we came here. Yeah, man. And uh, I mean, you know, it was just it was making a, a, an album. We recorded like seventeen tracks and we released fifteen. Um, well, that's a lot. Well, that's we released a... sixteen, but the 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 signal of the album was short one track, that got released on the, I think it was the EP. The EP prior. The, yeah, the right, little, right, little right. promo EP. Yeah, I like that though, because so it was like four tracks, one that didn't make it to the album, or didn't not necessarily didn't make it, but uh, one that wasn't from the album, the three other that came from the album, right? Um, and then all together, fifteen tracks or whatever, or sixteen minus the one. Right. I minus... like that because I, you know, like I see that kind of stuff happen sometimes uh there's a band graveyard that uh they'll put out a single or you know a, a two a single with the b-side right and the b-side doesn't end up on the album right and uh, i just think it's cool it's like you know it's old school like you know i just i tag it i tack it to the end of the album and it just plays all the way through it's like an yeah, extra, exactly. extra bonus yeah, you know exactly on top of oh that, i love so. when bands do that stuff man that's, yeah that's it's great, great. Just i mean we didn't do that because of that we just kind of did it because the band was was unsure about the song and I mean, I thought it was a great song, but like it was kind of, it was, it's, it was one of the songs where you can over pre-produce it. Right. Right. So we got to the point in the studio where it was just like, all right, we had, we had like done it 18 ways to one. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, was yeah. the final way. And it was like, you know, it was kind of like, when a song becomes old to you before the record's over, <laughs> it was one of those things. That's a sign. Yeah. So we just left it off the record. Yeah. 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 Just, That's was, good. Well then it, you, you keep it uh fresh and and relevant by having it not yeah you know be true. in in regular uh rotation so yeah. then you whenever you do revisit it and you're like it starts to kind of you know get that that shininess to it that you, know, you lost you know playing this song? yeah exactly and then for, you know you bring it out <laughs> and then you've got like you know five people from like you know whatever however far they came from like oh you played that song yeah. like you played our song like that's the that's fucking our song like it didn't make it to the album we're like why didn't that come on the album <laughs> so you know yeah, there's always there's always something. There's always a way to make magic by uh by just you know shifting things back and forth. But all right, yeah. so let's talk so, about Hawaii for a minute. Yeah, Hawaii, because yeah, that's you yeah. know that's like the where we were the mainstay. Yeah, man. Uh, so what you know um well I just start with like stuff I remember asking you like what, what were your inspirations like where were you at in your head in in your life like where oh, what was man, going it on? Was, it was like it was uh once we. Once we found out that we were writing songs at a pace where, oh, well, now we have these songs, we should go record them. Right. It kind of was like hit the ground running and just, you know, I had known everybody had gone to Tracks East. Right. And yeah. nothing that came out sounded bad. Right. So we booked time with Steve Evitz and, nice. you know, we had four songs and here we were, you know, going on our first, you know, session with like the producer like the guy yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy that everybody went to and like you know growing up like i was a huge lifetime fan and they did most of their stuff with steve nice. at the tracks east yeah they did and, that, yeah. um they there did was a band 
uh, called Life Sight from Neptune. Okay. That kind of they got a German record deal and did some a bunch of European touring, and they had gone to Steve Abbott's, and their record sounded massive at the time. Yeah, yeah. E Town Concrete record. Uh, wow. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. The, the, I didn't the realize first that was big record. There, yeah. Um, I forget what that that's was kind of mega at the time. Um, yeah, they were doing uh, so some pretty bands. cool stuff with uh, like the digital stuff. And um, I was talking to, to my one friend who did some recording there uh, years ago. But just like, you know, creating like a room sound and like doing like things with layers and all that. And like, you know, I don't know if you guys use a lot of that, but uh, well, I this mean, been... Steve kind of like he basically what he did was he said, bring me four or three or four recordings mm -hmm. that you really like the sound. Yeah. Of. Yeah. What so were those? We brought him the color and the shape. Nice. We brought him How It Feels to Be Something On by Sunny Day. Okay. Uh, I think we brought him Handsome. Handsome. The epic record. The, the one album that the band Handsome. It was uh, I know that, I, Alan Cage and Tom Capone. Uh, I got to check that out because I know that they're, that's they're, like tickling uh, me Alan in a weird Cage, way. Uh, from um, Quicksand and Tom Capone. Oh, okay. All right. See, now that because I, um, I was into Quicksand. They had a band called day. Handsome. Okay. And one album came out like on Epic. It was on, it was a major release and like, right, and nothing came of it. Like, right, but right, it's, right. It's the most but brilliant, it's insane. Post, yeah, you know, uh, like you know, New York with New York like riffs with you know singing. Right, you know, right, really right. great singer. Right. Uh, so it was kind of you know in the quicksand vibe. Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, and the helmet vibe, you know. But it was that was our favorite. That was the record that we listened to, and I believe I believe we gave him "Strung Out." I gave I think we gave him um, "Twisted by Design." Nice, by the band okay. Strung Out. So those yeah, were the four yeah. albums that we that we just <laughs> we couldn't stop you know yeah. listening to, yeah, and thinking, oh man, these are the best sounding. Records yeah, if I could sound like to these listen guys, to. yeah. And granted, um, the color and the shape kind of came out. Well, I guess a little bit before we had actually all started getting together. Right. Because um, I didn't really. Uh, well, it would have been the summer after I graduated. So the, 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 that summer is when. Okay. So like 19, it started like 18, with, yeah. 19 around that. Because I was going to ask how old you guys were when all that came about. Yeah, no. Um, me and Joe and Ryan uh, and, you know, Danny, I had been playing music with Danny. And, uh, you know, he was, he came up and I, you know, I got together with them. And I'm like, this is going to be it. And yeah. Yeah. Kind of hit the ground running. And, you know, like I said, it's just. It was let's be a band, and then it, it got even further. It was you know like let's really practice every day. Yeah, let's write yeah. music all the time, and we did it. Like we, where'd you guys jam out? Right, corner of Cookman in Maine. Nice over at the the hot. I've dog been in house, that man. building since seventh grade. <laughs> Holy shit! All right, man. Yeah. All right, so uh, so you guys, you record the EP. Um, you're writing, playing, you're gigging too at the same time. You know where wherever you can. Yeah, the, the the first few gigs are you know the backyard parties. Yeah, or the you know the the VFW hall. Um, but uh, our our first Birch Hill show. Okay, nice. Uh, came because I was actually interning at one hundred six three. All right. And uh, the show was uh, to be Eve Six. Nice. And the band Marvelous Three. All right. And the word had come through that Eve Six had canceled the show because the singer, you know, whatever, was sick. Right. But Marvelous Three, who were at the, who were coming to the radio station, 
we're coming to do an interview saying the show must go on. We're still going to play. Nice. Okay. So at the time, I was in the front office answering phones, like time at this particular time of day, like kind of when the band was getting there. Uh-huh. And the promoter called the radio station, and I knew who he was because right, you know, he's right. the guy that was presenting the show, Stan Levinstone. And uh, I answered the phone, and I said, hey, you need a band to play after Marvelous 3 tonight. You know, my band can do it. You know, we'll try and get some people out. Just off the bat. You, Just, you knew who it was, who and you're was, like, and I, I know said, the situation. Right, I'm, gonna go for the, I'm going for the, the golden question because I got yeah. the guy on the phone. You got the fastball coming. And, and he came right back with, you know what? Come on down. We'll put you on Sick. after the band. And that's, that was our first, uh, <laughs> our first intro to what was you know play, opening for national acts and getting on the same yeah, bills man. with the national act how were you guys received that night pretty damn good pretty damn good was it was it I mean, pretty granted, we didn't go on till you know 12 30 at night or whatever right it was. right oh but, afterwards yeah, i'm thinking okay yeah. you know because yeah, that was Bert Hillman. they kept that bar open <laughs> till two man <laughs> holy shit yeah now what, so. what's up with that nowadays they, they wrap shit up quick man night's over before you even uh before you even get going yeah. so so what did uh, what was the result of that? Because I'm sure that, that after that, that just put us on the radar for for other shows opening up there, and and then, um, you know, I don't know if you remember the shows at Hooligans. You have uh, to remember doing shows at Hooligans. No, no, Branch, I'm, or, I'm uh, telling you, do that whole. By the, by the you know, I was a little young there. at that point, and then right at the point when I would have been, you know, running them streets, as as my wife likes to say, I I had a kid, and you right. know, I just like I tried, you know, here and there, and right. like you know, hiccup to your fits and starts of the bands or whatever. But, uh, you know, I just, I just, especially Long Branch, like that was a hike for me because I moved out here. Um, that would have just been out of reach. It wasn't even until a couple of years uh, living out here and actually like trying to be a musician that, you know, I ventured to the Brighton, which is, you know, so that was like, you know, like, oh, you're going like Long Branch or whatever, um, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, yeah. not that it's like that right. far, but it's like out of like, you know, the here area. If if you're going north, you're going like way north, you know, right. out to some VFW or, or you know, uh, what's out there, Maxwell's or like someplace like that. So yeah. <clears throat> so how long um, after the EP that you recorded and you recorded songs that came out on the album? Yeah. So we did the first four songs in Tracks East. Okay. And that was, we sort of had that ready to go for... Uh, uh, I'm sorry. We didn't have that. That was. Pro- I'm, I'm. I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> here. The, That's right. So we're, we're, if we're kind of starting off with the Birch Hill thing, like that was kind of our first big national act show. Right. We actually our our first technically our first opening slot with a national was at the Saint with Mike Watt of. Oh, get out! Know, like Jane's Addiction and the Minutemen. Yeah, 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 yeah. We opened up for him. Uh, so that was our first like okay on a bill with a real band type yeah. of stuff. Um, and, and they're then, bringing and some then Hill with them. came in and yeah. then uh, to play, and from there it was you know started playing at hooligans with bands like Finger Eleven, right, 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 uh, or um, yeah, they they did their thing. I was just talking uh, about them like a couple who weeks would ago. Play there. Mike Doty played there. Okay, we, we opened for him. Uh, um, trying to think. You get the you get the picture, yeah, you know, yeah 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 back, back in the day yeah yeah um, and just like out here you know Long Branch had its own uh, its own uh, run of uh, of certain bands and stuff that would you know make their way out here too but also just you know people that had like that was like their you know their turf or whatever it is because at this time the Stone Pony really wasn't didn't have much going on right 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 yeah that's right around so that time we actually they 
when Dominic Santana took the pony over again and and reopened it, we were one of the first few bands to play there like during a soft opening on a on like a Tuesday night. We would just go down and like they right. were, they'd be open and we and like we played like just it was like right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. That was kind of cool to kind of build because, the vibe. Yeah. I mean, like it was open, but still nobody was right. There, you know what I mean? Like, it was, it, it, <laughs> and you got it's like a rehearsal, so you know it like, really was. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, we needed. You know, we need. Hey, can we go down and play? Okay, sure. Well, they were open. Right, right. <laughs> you right. could walk in the and get a beer. Going and plug you know, in. like yeah, yeah. So it's kind of funny that that would never happen today. You no, know what I mean? no that way. Would never, it would have to be a big to do. You know, ever today. Yeah, yeah. If you so, can't bring in a ton of people and like you know, I mean, you got like Facebook, Instagram, yeah. all that shit. So there'd be like. But he didn't care. He just right. wanted stuff going on in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's open, so kinda, you know, let's have what, everything running. Yeah kind of what got him back into the mix right right what right. was that oh there's stuff look there's stuff happening yeah you drive them like are they open you know yeah. like yeah and you can't check you can't like check your phone you gotta like either go right. you know or or wait a couple exactly. weeks until you hear from somebody um so uh you guys finished up the album at tracks east well we started it at tracks east and then we had we had booked time with steve but then he had kind of left tracks east okay so he's like well hold on let me find a studio so he found a place up in dover called Showplace, uh which is the studio that's connected to the strip club okay. and it's actually <laughs> the building that uh metallica played their first east coast performance in okay all right um, doesn't seem like a model for uh for day, actual like, production like, and yeah. getting things done but uh i, yeah, <laughs> I guess like, it worked in, the, in that day it was like, it was like the megaforce records hub back then right and uh so like so we went into this you know record and met the studio owner who was you know this dude ben elliott like just, just shut total laid back just <laughs> just like i mean like you know he's got he, he the place was you know ridden with rock stars you know right, because right. it just was the room in the area yeah and you know like one day you know well i forget who it was but one of the you know one of the producers of a Soundgarden record was just chilling in the studio oh man so it was like oh okay some heavy cats you know? right so, right right and so this is where like, he had right, come so through he'd gone through there with somebody or right maybe, you so know, that was or, maybe the first little taste of being a re- being in a situation where there's other people that you're like oh okay yeah yeah and you're like you go step up the right. game when you go do your guitar track you <laughs> yeah know, right, exactly like, so you ever know the door if he's in the other room <laughs> and he's checking it out right so you're, you're hoping he's in the other room checking yeah. out with yeah. his ear to the door or whatever leave a pair of headphones in there plugged in just yeah, you know, <laughs> check that out yeah amidst playing multiple rounds of god knows what video game it was just like right right you know so we finished the record six more songs there we finished the record and um you know did the whole okay let's put out a record and right you know had the the, the ups truck pulling up to the house you know Sick. at three o'clock the afternoon of the cd release show type stuff <laughs> i mean you couldn't make it up yeah man you know and back we, when uh, ups didn't have to be reliable <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you were like crossing your fingers man i'll never forget that so, uh, so you know, we we did the release up at Club Benet. Nice, yeah, man. Was it I never Club got Benet to play or it or Club there? Chrome. I think it was Chrome. Well, okay. We changed his name to Chrome by then. But uh, was that that, that was, was uh was that also Hunkabunka? Like I don't know. No, that's Starland. Though. Starland, Starland. Okay, all right. I know there was because uh, that's all the shit that I was hearing about that I never got to. You know, I never made it out there. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I'll I'll, I'll figure it out one of these days. Yeah. So how'd that go? I'm sure at that point, by that time, you had a ton of people there. It was a good good turnout. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, We definitely were, you know, because we 
we collected a, a mailing list and we actually sent nice. out mailers. You know, like wow, we got, yeah, we printed up our own postcards. Yeah, yeah, it's pre-email. And, yeah, I mean, you know, that's the way to do it. Yeah. And, you know, your email was on there, but your address was, too. Right, but the email was, like, obscure. Like, if, if time, your writer you know, didn't work on your computer, that was, you were just right. you were shot. So we sent the postcards, and we did it, you know, like, That's religiously. Awesome. And we amassed, a, 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 you know. And even in the early days of the email list, it really was, you know, because I had every state on the eastern seaboard pretty right, much right. in a folder on my email. Wow. So, and, you know, through the years of getting to the point of just talking to different people and, you know, you know, we did several up and down the coast tours, uh-huh. uh, self-funded, of course. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that's another day. But you know, I mean, uh, it's what you did because that was the only thing you had. And like, then I, you know, I remember, you know, just sitting on AOL and like looking through other people's profiles and like, okay, okay, this person likes Foo Fighters and right. Jones and Incubus. Hey, what's up? My right, name's Greg right. From New Jersey. Check out an MP3 of my band. <laughs> Tell me what you think. You know, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. You know, sign our mailing list through that's our website. That's it, man. You know, yeah. Like that's how you did it. That's like, it. That is how you did it. Yeah. You, if you wanted to get out of town, yeah, sit in your living room and just spend all work. night and just hit people up. Yeah. Be your own agent. Yeah. Be your own. I mean, you know, be your own uh, tour manager. You know, putting it out there, and it, and it. It, and it and it got us to a point. You know, as far as just making contacts. Oh, this band's cool. You know, okay, we need you. You know, we need a show in Ocala, Florida. Okay, right. Well, here you go. There'll be some people there. Right, you know, right, right. And and you did okay. You didn't make any money, but you went. Right. You went for the built-in crowd or whatever. Twenty years yeah. old. You're twenty-one. You're whatever <laughs> it was. However old you were. You know, starting to doing it, and uh, it was just. It, a ton of fun right so yeah and that's why you did it and so you got all right so you do the the, the release and then after that you're like you said it was up and down the east coast playing whenever you can i'm sure keeping yourself fresh around here yeah. um was uh, there a lot of writing going on at the same time yes we kept writing and um through through the release of that album our friend gave uh it to a guy he was working for in California okay. who managed the band Pennywise. And he Sick. took Hawaii. He took six songs from it. Mm-hmm. He rearranged some stuff with his producer and sent us the rearranged songs mm-hmm. and said, hey, I want to work with you guys. I got the record. I really like it. I think you know some structural things could be different. We've we've taken the liberty of reorganizing <laughs> your songs for you. I don't know Le- how I feel about that. <laughs> learn them this way, yeah, and come out here and let's see if we can make it happen. So we relearned the six songs, right, right, and wow. we drove across the country. Your game, your Chevy, Chevy like it, van, this you could know. turn into something. You yeah, know, I mean, something at this more. Point, what do you got to lose? Right, right. And uh, so we we posted up in Long Beach, California, and recorded these songs. And yeah. uh, at to which the point where as the songs were finished, he would just like bring them to a label and you know the first showcase was that we ended up doing was for hollywood records nice and uh you know here's the guy that signed green day sitting in front of you and you know uh and a a panel of of people from the label right uh you know and then you all go out to lunch and you know you talk about how nice it'd be to be on their label (laughs) and you know and how you're gonna be great friends and you know where you're gonna go out to eat when they're when they're hanging out with you in asbury park you know yeah 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 man because you know and then, you know, the second showcase was Epic Records. And, wow. you know, that guy says, well, can you play that, that song again? Right, right. Like, that's this, great. That's, whoa, good. that's okay, a good sign. Guy, yeah. so, and then, you know, the third was Capitol Records. And, you know, huh. uh, you know the, the guy, you know, 
he was nice. He didn't. We, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was just like, yeah, you know, no. Well, but, as he uh, slowly climbed up the ladder, <laughs> it was like a little, like you know, more it cordial. Was like, you know, but I want to like, talk to some more people at the label. You know, I want to get, I want to get you guys in front of a few more people at the label. Yeah, let me okay, learn your yeah, names yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's the uh, slow strangle, you know. So um, by the time we had kind of all said and done in California, uh, we had we had driven out at uh, the end, the beginning of November, and um, by Christmas time, uh, we were going home for Christmas and coming back to play for more labels because mm-hmm. it looked like Epic wanted to sign us, right? And it looked like Island was interested, nice, and Hollywood was still on the line because right. our manager had a band on Hollywood at the time, okay. So that was a solid connection, and they had liked the band, and we had gone out to dinner. Right, right, right. We had had, you know, we had <laughs> had broke bread with you guys. Time. Yeah. So, um, so we were all, yeah, you know, feeling all, hey, man, this is great. So things were good, happen. even though, yeah, well, I guess not, it didn't really sound like anything uh, bad or, or ominous was going on. So it was all just no, it was all, all smooth sailing. Stuff, here we were playing, you know, practicing every day. We were yeah. probably, musical shape was at, you know, yeah. 98%. Yeah. Like we were yeah, fired yeah. up. We were ready to roll. You know, we 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 literally couldn't have done anything any different. Right, right. And 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 that's why you know driving back home across the country, I didn't feel so bad because I knew that hey, we did we did a fucking pretty good job. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I was pretty proud of what we did. Right. And nobody nobody really was down. You know, no yeah. one felt like oh, if I could have played that part better. Or, right, right, or right. If I sung that harmony better. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or if whatever. I didn't tell that story at dinner, you know, it would have gone wrong. Oh, that. That was always me. We couldn't drink legally job. yet. Oh no, we could. We could drink legally. <laughs> we were out there. But uh, yeah, that, it's that, like, what? Well, you guys don't do ecstasy? No. <laughs> All right, no, no. I, I just it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> you guys don't want any acid? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man. So it it was an experience that uh, you know not many people get to to do, you know. And uh, certainly, hey, when you're 21 and you're all you're thinking about is writing songs and being in a yeah. band and touring the country, then that's what you do. You that's know? it. You kind that's of put it. yourself out there on the edge of the cliff and take so the leap. And already after, because you released Hawaii in '99, you were saying. Yeah. So after that, uh, I mean, it seems to me like it would probably have taken a good amount of time to, um, you know, be up and down the coast, get the uh, get in contact with this guy that rearranges songs, go out to California, spend a month there, come back Christmas. Um, so right around now, it should be probably getting around to be like 2001-ish, maybe late 2000. I guess that would probably be 2000 to 2001 we drove right out, there. We drove out uh, right after September 11th happened. Oh, okay. We drove out to California. Okay, right. So it's about a year. Not after. right after, but you know, yeah, beginning, yeah. beginning of November. November, yeah. And um, so O2 comes in. We fly back. We open for some forty-one and play an Island Records showcase. And on Valentine's Day, we packed up and drove home because we had a show with Hoobastank booked. For, oh wow! Okay. For the East Coast office of Island Records. Yeah. Um. And that was sort of, you know, that was sort of the wrapping up of that journey, so to speak. Right, um, right, right. Coming back home and just having the, you know, all right, well, like what, what are we going to do next? You well, know? before we get to that point, I just want to uh, just kind of reiterate. So you'd had the rearranged songs from Hawaii. I guess you had the rest of the songs in the Hawaii arsenal 
also that you were playing and i'm mm-hmm. sure you, by that time you you had new stuff that you were playing that we were writing out there experimenting with the crowd right like kind of bringing it to the to the stage at that point uh or, yes, yes yeah right we to kind of feel how yeah. things work or whatever all right so that that kind of sets you up right there for <laughs> you know to have new recordings but but first you guys kind of hit like a hit we, a wall hit, or was it just a, like it yeah we were home and you know kind of like um, the plant closed down for for a month and you're yeah like, oh, well you know mike really? decided he didn't want to do it and he basically you know said you know guys like i i can't do this anymore i gotta you know whatever do his own thing right, and right. so just to that, grind too much not making enough yeah, money just, you know he you know he he was the youngest one of the band and kind of really didn't know what he wanted to do. Right. You know, okay. Kind of just, sense. you yep. know, right out of high school sort of picked up with us. Yeah. So, and you know, besides going to Brookdale, you know, you, you don't know what you want. And so you think, all right, well maybe on this, you know, he's, you got a serious girlfriend at the time. Right. Right. So, That's a soap opera in and of itself. <laughs> right. Right. So, so enter Justin Cochran, who was in the band Fairweather and touring with them and uh, almost died the day before we called him to come play in last perfect thing. So Holy he was shit. in Virginia uh, he would. He is. He was done with Fairweather, <laughs> and um, he came, moved to Virginia, lived with Mike. Yeah. In Ocean Grove, and they That's he would weird. taught him the songs. <laughs> oh, it was good though. <laughs> good, but probably a little weird too. And you know, uh, and then we went into the studio and did Without Justice, the record that I gave the, you. The, uh, the, six yeah, songs. yeah. Okay. All a right. Bit of the Pigeon Club. So um, you still had that momentum, and there was still yeah, the momentum a lot of never presence. ended. Okay. All I right. Mean, right up to like, you know touring that ep and uh those guys saying look we don't want to do this project anymore and, right you know we're you know at that point their lives were changing and you know just our personal our personal relationships were shit at the time yeah yeah um, and as that happens when you're yeah spend that much amount of time uh, with, you know, with people this, yeah so um so we parted and mike came back and we ended up getting donna frio okay in the mix with another bass player, Brian Hoffman, who was, I, you know, I grew up kind of with Brian, and Chris grew up with Brian as well. Oh, okay. So Brian came to the table playing bass. That didn't work out so well. We did an EP, four songs, recorded it right in Belmar, uh-huh. um, called Too Much of Anything. And shortly after the release of that, we did an East Coast tour, and then uh, the whole Brian situation didn't go so well. Mike came back playing guitar. I'm sorry, Mike went back to playing bass and entered Jeff Teeter playing guitar. Okay. All right. So now new lineup, you know, new old lineup. Right, right, new, right. You know, new story. Right. Uh, some familiar names, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But we at that point, you know, kept playing shows. Uh, we ended up opening for Gavin DeGraw at the Stone Pony. So now is this around the era where um – where you guys, you guys did a couple really big pony gigs. I remember you. Got, it was sort of like a resurgence. It seemed like a resurgence to me, but from what I hear, it was like, like you said, that the momentum was still there. You know, um, the the in uh, the higher up uh, sense of people, you know, producing and pushing your name, whatever, was still there. Um, you know, like I said, I was kind of an obscure character on the scene anyway. Um, uh, where was I going with that? You guys, like, um, oh where I kind of reconnected with you when you had Jeff in the band and you guys, we were playing Harry's Roadhouse. This was, this was maybe post five. Yeah. So it was post me. What about Frank? And I was, you know, getting myself out there at the bars and stuff. 
that that's what I wanted to ask you about because you guys got a keyboardist at one point, right. and you guys were hitting the pony hard. You mean packing that place? Um, D'Onofrio was in the band. Jeff was in the band. Yeah. Um, Mike was playing bass. And you guys seemed to be like on like a like a total total surge. Uh, there was you guys were playing all the time, uh, probably practicing all the time, writing all new stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you weren't leaning so much again. on the uh, the Hawaii stuff. Uh, yeah. So much. I remember at that point, new, it was yeah, it was like it was a total a new thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so to speak. And and uh, I think um, when when the whole shift of Jeff coming into the band and Mike going back to playing bass um, was when the national act stuff started happening again. So mm-hmm. like uh, we ended up doing this show with Gavin DeGraw and we couldn't even get off the stage and his manager was like right there in our shit. Right. And it was like, oh, okay. Right, right, right. And she's in it like, hey, I want to work with you guys, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And we're like, okay, great. This is pretty awesome. Right, right. And into it starts a relationship with this lady who's trying to get us a deal with Epic Records. Right. And, you know, gets the guy to come out to a show in the city and, you know, fill the whole charter bus full of people and get them in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the guy out to the room and play the show and do that and then get him, you know, and have that happen and then have him come down to the Stone Pony. Yeah, this is when you guys were like, shit back on fire and then and then you know we had a local manager uh from the area who was like kind of all of a sudden butting into our business okay when he found out that we were working with someone who was trying to get try and get us in front of epic records and he sort of you know yeah that's my job and 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 so uh and stupidly i told him what we were doing i should just be like i should have been like kind of none of your business bro like i should have said that but yeah yeah but you know whatever because um, oh, you never know because he's from around here you yeah know? yeah you're dealing so with the uh with but it's with... just kind of funny how that happens right when all of a sudden yeah, yeah, yeah you know you you weren't on the radar at all right and and not all of a sudden you are and it's, it's like the fireworks kinda, are going off like kind of funny fireworks are yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like that's my right. wait a minute why is my band going off like that? right right <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's it's, it's kind of funny how, how things work out because you know you you play however many times for in front of, you know, a, a person from a record label, and it may not be the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, it's the same thing. You, with know, that, you know, there's certain bands I listen to now, and uh, you know, Liz will hear it in the car, and she just rolls her eyes. She's like, "Remember?" When? I'm like, "Yeah, I, I look, I wasn't ready for it then. I get it. I didn't like it. Of course, I said the words. Mm-hmm. I don't like this, or I don't like jazz, or I don't like." And right. then, you know, two weeks later, you're like, oh, I love jazz. Like, right. this, is, this is great. So it's just, you know, you're waiting for the right moment to hit that same fucking person in a different way. Or like maybe, you know, the whole mix of shit that's gone on his head just yeah. shifted a little bit. And there you are, you know, right within reach where he could be the one, you know, pulling the switches and all that. And, and you know, fit, like, you know, fit you guys into the mix of what's going on out there. Yeah. So you never know, you know, um, but. It's you can't you can't dwell on it. You can't. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, well, you're, you're you're I think you're getting ahead of yourself because we're not even to the part where anything like happened. Like what what like from what where I just where we just left off. You were doing the thing with the show uh, for the guy from Epic. Right, right. And then your your manager, your local manager, stepped in. What happened there? Like where? Oh no 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 no. This was just a guy, a local oh, okay. guy. Right, not, right, right. Not the manager that we currently have and the guy that's been you know we're involved with 
They just do this whole time. Right. Oh, uh, sick. Yeah, awesome. separate, yeah, yeah. separate. Okay. All right. Uh, well, yes. Uh, it, it was a, it was an ease process for the most part. And he was sort of you know the that whole thing happened uh, right when he was getting involved with us, and he said, "I don't know. Let this happen. You know, right. go do it. And right. And then you know, just whatever. You know, it just didn't. Whatever happened, it just for whatever reason didn't didn't transpire. And after that, it was sort of like a bombardment of you know opening slots um you know we ended up playing for megaforce records uh-huh. uh we ended up going to new orleans to play for Ryko, the whole company right, right um and it was sort of you know a feeling like oh we're doing this thing again yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Or, you know and while well, it was me and mike doing it again but it was right you know chris and jeff doing it for so the you got the time. enthusiasm of those guys right. you guys been through it a right. few times at any point were you like like this again like you know like, oh no no okay all right because no. I, I i can imagine even because even if anything you success, get if, if anything you get you know it too too like into it like right too, right right right, right, got, right like there gets to a point where you have to step outside and just you know, <laughs> yeah, you just yeah gotta yeah. let go man yeah you just gotta, yeah like let it off and whatever happens happens you know scream off the top of your live you're live yeah, you yeah. know i mean you know when, i guess it'd when, be sort of like trying to lay down <laughs> Uh, getting a second win it just it doesn't work oh like no that. i mean yeah well and and that and that you know having that much enthusiasm also sets you up for having you know a good amount of disappointment when things don't work out right you know right. so is the roller coaster um of of doing this thing um but hey you know at the same time you're doing you're you're able to do things that not a lot of people can say they've done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And I mean, and, and whether anybody looks at it like, you know, success or whatever, like you've been doing it this whole time, you've been, right, you know, getting right. years in a practice and being, you know, uh, a well-trained musician and, and dealing with, you know, road situations and the nightmare of, of just anything and everything going wrong. Just so like you are a seasoned, in the same room. Yeah. 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 So or you are, like, are, are a vet of the, the war of, uh, you know, just playing music, just, just rocking, you know? So either way, I mean, you're still, you know. You still got your your badge of honor, so uh, <laughs> <My> honor <laughs> you're not gonna take that away from you. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, nonetheless, you're still you've still done way more things than you know a lot of people can can claim. You know, like as far as playing showcases, you know, uprooting yourselves, moving to California, you know, making your way back, and still keeping that momentum going. You know, for the most part, anybody that deals with that, you're either you know super successful or just another just another Joe. You're like, oh, that happened, and then then nothing. You know, so yeah. Well, but that hey. It- it, it's it's what happens when you know there's not money yeah 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 that's that's a <laughs> and, huge part of it <laughs> and when there's not money you can't get guys to the gig yeah and yeah, yeah. if you can't get guys to the gig you can't get people interested to say oh let's go see this band right right well then know, catch where are they playing then, yeah oh well they're not playing anywhere for you know a couple months right so, it's undecided or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. so on hiatus. it becomes you know it, it it becomes tough to do juggling people. Yeah, and, yeah, and, I believe it. You know, I believe it. Just rehearsals. Um, so <laughs> at one point, I remember because you guys were, you know, you guys had all this heat going, and uh, I remember at one point somebody mentioned to me that uh, that Chris was, I guess, either in, in charge or managing the band or like maybe taking the the musical direction or something. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you. I don't. I can't remember who said it, so the credibility, I, I, I can't really put a stamp on it. But uh, I know somebody mentioned to me that he's kind of in charge, like he's, like I guess. Yeah, before we, before we uh, 
got fully involved with um you know the current management situation that we're mm-hmm. in if you know if you want to call it that i mean you know right, right. <laughs> how do you manage a band that doesn't play any shows <laughs> um, no, are you playing you're playing, you're playing <laughs> shortly yeah <laughs> so um yeah so like you know chris was like gung-ho man and i just like hey okay cool man you want if you want to do all the yeah, yeah you know okay. you, if you want to do all the the, the legwork and do all the calls and do okay so guys. he was he was taking the reins as far so, as um but, but as far as musical direction was there anything i was always collaborative really. okay all right because I, mean, I remember at that point when i was told that you guys had sort of a reggae kind of psychedelic maybe a little more jammy feel to you i don't know i mean i remember hearing stuff that was a little bit less um yeah we stopped going so heavy all the time yeah yeah there was a lot more we were so heavy to begin with but yeah but you guys you you guys kick some shit around (laughs) yeah a little bit but i mean you know it was it we kind of just you know started because chris mike and i could sing Uh you know um we sort of started using that as a, a, a you know, a main ingredient to the songs. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, putting uh, three part harmonies, harmonies in yeah, verses yeah, where yeah. we wouldn't normally wouldn't do that before. Um, so, in that respect, yeah, getting Chris, getting another singer, mm-hmm. uh, that added an element and a layer that we, you know, needed. And then, you know, Jeff came in as just the guitar player that wrote some riffs, you know, right. and, and that was what he did, and that worked out. Yeah, uh, so you had two guys so, writing riffs, three guys singing, layering vocals. Right. Well, we had three guys writing riffs. You, you know, uh, Jeff and I were kind of more riffs, and Mike was kind of more chords and songs, mm-hmm. uh, structure wise, chords and choruses. Should okay. I say? Uh, you know, and then the collaborative thing came in when I would write the verses, you know, or I would write, you know, a verse and a bridge or whatever. Right. And that usually, uh, you know, eighty percent of the uh, collaborative stuff was Mike and I, you know, getting together just without the other guys. Right. Um, and having something prepared before we even got together. Right. Having a, the framework. how we did it. Yeah. The going on. Yeah. So that was a big element to the writing. And, and Mike, you know, had a great deal uh, of ownership in a lot of the signal. Uh-huh. Um and collaboratively on Hawaii, he kind of came in halfway. Mm. Uh, so that stuff was kind of, you know, four songs were, uh, well, just Ryan and I really right. uh, were the mu- ones writing the music at the time. Uh, well, no, Danny, Danny did write one song in, a, in entirety. That's so, the early, the yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Danny definitely wrote one song in entirety. Uh, and... That was, you know, that was when the band just was like, okay, I have a riff, you know, let's see what happens. Nothing, yeah. you know, there were no lyrics. It was just right. music at first. Right, right, right. You know, before you sort of honed in the the, the getting the lyrics and the song together simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, which would usually come from me because I'd be the one having to sing it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, you know, when that started happening, um, uh, it was really Ryan uh, and I that had the first few fully written LPT songs that, you know, Ryan would write the lyrics and I would just sing, I'd sing, you know, sing the, sing the lead vocal. Yeah. Uh, So that's when we really became a truly collaborative thing where, you know, I wasn't just singing the the lyrics that I wrote. Mm -hmm. I was singing the lyrics that, you know, 
Ryan or Joe or right, right, Danny right. or, you know, and then Mike got into the picture. And um, so it always was really a collaborative thing. And unless it, if it wasn't, I just don't think it would be able to exist. Right. Right. Um, well, it's you probably, know, it's you like, were probably in it. So, you know, like as young as a band uh, first and foremost, and then in it, uh, and so close to it that you didn't really see it that way or couldn't really see it that way until, you know, you became an adult and you were actively looking for, you know, collaboration and, oh, let's put these pieces together where it was more of like a, you know, like a working organic thing rather yeah. than like everything just seeming like a good idea because it was coming at you and everyone, you know, like you guys just young and, and popping and rocking and yeah. everybody likes you and all that. So, you know, it could just be have been the same thing the whole time, but just the way you looked at it later on, and then people being adults and saying, "All right, I'm going to do this," and you know, I'm 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 going to take charge here. Uh, so it, you know, it could have really just been, you know, the same thing the whole time. But um, so where did where did everything go from there from that point? So after, um, well, I guess you could say, without justice was where we were, um, uh-huh. and. That ended at Skate and Surf, that lineup. Okay. Uh, that was the last show. And um, Donna Frio, I had met somehow backstage, and we started talking about Last Perfect Thing. And he's like, oh, I'm a drummer. You know, I live in Shark River Hills. I was like, right. oh, okay, you live down the street from me. So, boom. And then Mike, and then Brian, and then we were, you know, back yeah, at it. Yeah, you know, yeah, Did the other EP. And, Keeping the momentum uh, going. and and then, so the the collection of songs for the signal really started in Belmar during too much of anything, and we took those songs. Uh, our manager sent them to Tim Gillis, who uh-huh. basically wanted to start working with us, and you know, under the spec sort of deal. So we went to Big Blue, and we did the first three songs, and. The rest was history. I mean, we didn't. We after that, you just didn't want to go anywhere else. Right, 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 right. So, uh, that, so that brings you. Um, so, and, what's what, and prior to that? I, I also have to, to mention. Prior to that, we did do this thing through Stevens Institute, and they put us at this studio in uh, Weehawken, uh-huh. and we had a great relationship with uh, Rob Ferrari, and ended up working with this guy Carlos Alomar, who's. Um, at the time, he was like the president of the New York chapter of the Grammys. Uh, you know, okay, like wow. He's got songwriting credits on, you know, Fame. Right, uh, with right. With David Bowie and John Lennon. Wow. Uh, you know, played on uh, Less for Life album with Iggy Pop and David Bowie. Oh, uh, shit. He's the guitar you hear on uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yeah. I could go on. Yeah, yeah, So he ends up being this sort of associate producer paid for by the college uh-huh. on this album. Huh. And, and this is before we had gone to Big Blue. Right. This is a little interesting little side story. Yeah, yeah. So, so here we are in the studio with Carlos Alomar, and he is, like, giving us the whole, hey, we want to work with you. We, you know, we're going to start a production company, and we want to try and get you guys a deal. Right. And it was like, all right, this is cool. And we had started, you know, going for lessons with him, right. uh, Carlos, in New York City. And they handed us this production deal that we sent to a lawyer and the lawyer's like no she's kind of like i can't believe that they'd send you this you know deal which basically said that we were theirs right, right, right. and i mean okay i get that those those are de- those those deals happened so to give people because okay a band is its own worst enemy sometimes so right. the deals are really in place to protect the people that are investing their 
energy yeah, into, yeah. into so doing something for you. Yeah, so they can pull out you. at any time and, and with minimal loss. Uh, well, and that the band has no control. Right. You're just a bunch of seasoned musicians. You just have to show up when we tell you to yeah, and play when we tell you to. Snake oil and beer so, <laughs> so we didn't sign that contract. As a matter of fact, Chris pissed on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sent it, FedExed it overnight. <laughs> Make sure it's still wet when it gets there. <laughs> it's funny. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, there was that. And then we got the deal from, from uh, SPV Records, you know, $50,000 yeah. record contract that was on the table. Right. And, okay, so then you hire a lawyer to negotiate mm. that contract. And it takes about, oh, 14 months. <laughs> and at the end of that 14 months, the record label is going Chapter 11. Oh, so it's a good thing you didn't sign that contract. Right. But here you were, you know, you paid for the lawyer. You paid to have the lawyer. Right, for right, you. right. So, you know, that's 25 on G. Yeah. Ooh. You know, off yep. the bat. And uh, so there were expenses that, that happened. But at the end, all, you know, when all was said and done, we had this record recorded. Right. It was done. Right, right, right. You know, so. Still had the gold in your pockets. When, yeah, in early 09, when we found out the record deal is kaput. Yeah. It was like, all right, and, you know, uh, management was like, all right, well, we're going to try and get you guys out with King's X, and mm. that happened, which was great. Right. Uh, we were able to do, uh, like, 15 shows of them on the East Coast. Oh, nice. And, okay. And we released the album, you know, that summer, and printed them up, and went out and sold them, and had somewhat of a happy story to a, you know, a, yeah, a, to a, a crappy beginning, yeah. you know. Uh, past, but um, for just the album, the the, the irony of it, because you guys were still doing great. You guys still playing all the time, you know, bringing in the crowds, talking to you know people here and there, and, and yeah, we were still pretty busy. Uh, you know, I would say at that time, once we started really going into the studio, the shows were less and less, mm -hmm. and we kind of sort of became more, you know, in the studio writing, right, right, and. Uh, we we did do national television. We went and did the Jerry Lewis telethon. Oh, uh, nice in Vegas. Uh, we won a contest. We forgot we entered, <laughs> and uh, we got written up in High Times uh, same summer. Sick. And um, you know, so you guys and then when we got meat. back from that, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> right? right. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we we went back in the studio and made another record when. Uh, that was all, you know, September, October of 2010. And, you know, that kind of carried on, you know, and 15 songs later. Right, all right. You know, we have this record that's, you know, sitting, doing nothing. We, we, okay, we, all re right. we released it at Jeff's wedding. <laughs> all right. <laughs> on download cards for, on the, download, for okay. the folks that went to their all wedding. Right. So it's out there. So, well, it's, yeah, it's under a small guise of, yeah. People. Okay. So anybody right. that really wanted it, you know, that, that got a card. You right, know, right, right, right. Um, but now it's getting it out there. And, you know, it's not just about putting it on Spotify, I don't think. I, I, I have a problem with putting it somewhere. Not that it's going to get money, but, like, it's just like. You're not, it's almost like you're not giving it the chance. Well, you know, yeah. If, if, and, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it is your intellectual property. It's one thing to print out a download card and give it to fans at, a, at the Stone Pony. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, like. You give them FaceTime. People that have been coming to see you. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that want the music. Like, yeah, here, take the music. Of yeah. course. It's not, that's not what it's about for us. Um, but I would, you know, it's 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 intellectual property that you want to right, see right. not 
you know, just gone out. And, you know, you got the biggest, some of the biggest songwriters of today saying, hey, I totally got shit on. Right. And how is this even fair? You right, know? right. And how am I supposed to feed, And these are people who's, you know, who's family, household you know, names and, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a big fight. Um, so I just kind of don't want to give into that right. right away. I mean, it's putting it on iTunes. At least someone has to pay for it. Yeah, I'd rather yeah, yeah. I'd rather set up a link and have it a direct download from something that we control. Right, um, right. Which hopefully we'll put in place. Right, um, right. And so just... the idea would be to give a few songs away uh, for the, mm-hmm. you know, for the promo of the release. Right, right. right. Have to have, have, have the wait. Have yeah. to go. Got to dig for go, the rest. Go, yeah, go buy it. <laughs> you know, uh, and hopefully, you know. Some some people will think it's good enough to buy. Uh, we certainly do. You know, well, I'll check it out uh, definitely. Uh, it's 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 a good record. It's it's pretty heavy and, and it's also pretty <laughs> mellow at the same time. All right, it's, good. Uh, it's, got it's the a little bit of everything. All right, and then right. see what the momentum brings. Cool, man. That you sounds know? good. That's. I'd good. like to do more than one show. All right. Um, I just think you know, strength in numbers. We have to we have to, you know, have you know. Good, good nights. Good, well planned nights. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With the right fans. Right, you right. Know, right. It, have people come out there you know, and let them know you're still on the scene. Yeah, and just, yeah, and yeah. Just, you know. But, but you know, we 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 need we we need to be the right thing. So the the Thanksgiving weekend, I think everybody's home. Yeah, everybody's you know, been talking about all that shit. So, all the holiday things going on coming yeah, up. So yeah, so I think it's a good time for us to kind of get together and do this thing. And every every uh, Thanksgiving Eve, uh, I work on the dinner with Chef Dan. Uh, okay. At the at the Saint, we do the Asbury family dinner. Oh, that's Charity right. for that's the food right. bank. Oh, you know, nice. it's seven o'clock. Fifty people for dinner. Twenty bucks a head. Nice. Money goes to the food bank, and then it's going to be Des and the Swagmatics this year for sure. I don't know who else is on the bill yet, but it could be pretty interesting. All Waiting right. to hear. Uh, it might be a very good night. And I'd love to play you a song real quick, man. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, I love that. Yeah, a little. You got something for me? Um, yeah, I got something for you. What? Uh, where? Where can they? Where can people find you? Real quick. We'll, we'll uh, just we'll cover uh, that. the uh, LPTNJ at Twitter. Which okay. Is I don't I don't use it. Right. It's horrible. <laughs> and then Facebook, I guess, would be the best thing that we keep constantly updated. Cool. So cool. All right, yeah, man. man. Well, uh, good talking, and we'll we'll get Thanks you we'll get you plugged me. in and mic'd up. Let's do it. Kill that. <laughs> Ready? Cool, this is a song called Born to Stay. Back from another trip to the abyss It's been a while since I had one like this It's a gentle tide around the hips and giving twists A subtle light that left my song on the wind and if you're not busy tomorrow you can do it again you could do it again 
Does it hurt when you step in the spotlight? Will you die if you fall from a great height? How many ghosts are roaming this space? We're breathing in. Just move a little to the side. We need more of you in the front light. So we still have some work to do. Doors are open in a few. And they're coming for you. So thanks for the hole in the wall and the song on the wind. And if you're not busy tomorrow, you can do it again. Oh, these rose-colored eyes will never turn you down. But what you say is a smile, I say is a frown. But bit by bit, you gotta give yourself away. Stitch by stitch, you gotta tell right until it breaks. Bit by bit, you got to give yourself away. Only some of those pieces were born to stay. Bit by bit, you gotta give yourself away. Stitch by stitch, you gotta tell right it till it breaks. Bit by bit, you got to give yourself away. Only some of those pieces were born to stay. Bit by bit, you gotta give yourself away. Stitch by stitch, you got to tap at it. Born to Stay, Greg Wilkins. Well, that's the show for today, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed that performance. I hope you enjoyed the interview. And I hope it cleared up some things for you around the Hawaii phenomenon. Uh, for me, I'm pretty happy knowing exactly uh, where it came from, the influences behind it. It had a lot of uh, uh, effect on me growing up, playing guitar, and trying to figure out myself. Because there was just so much in the music. It was heavy. It was uh, pretty, it was melodic, sometimes scary. So I'd like to, uh, g I guess, give it a tip of the hat. And now I'm, I'm pretty satisfied knowing that, that that's where it came from. So keep your eyes out for some reunion shows coming up. Uh, well, at least there's one that he had mentioned, Thanksgiving Eve, which is, I believe, the 25th of 
November. So keep your eyes open for hopefully more reunion shows coming up. And maybe if there's enough people that show up to the one, they will be putting together more. And since music is mainly a fan-driven medium, then uh, then we can sort of push them into into uh, the future and get some more stuff out of them since they really actually never stopped and as you hear by Greg's uh, song and performance that uh, that he doesn't stop and he's not gonna stop so stay tuned and uh, like I said now you can find me on iTunes Stitcher you can get me always at the Podbean app which is available for iPhone and Android uh, subscribe wherever it is that you get this. Um, this way you don't have to fight the stream bar on the website itself. And show me some love. Uh, send me an email, mindspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at uh, minds underscore podcast. And I'm not sure, that, I don't know what I did with the with the, the Twitter account. I had opened a minds underscore inc Twitter because that, that was sort of going to be my headquarters social media app name um so whether it's uh, minds underscore inc or minds underscore podcast look for me on twitter uh every you know thing that i post on instagram goes directly there uh, i've yet to really maneuver the website to get followers and and put my ideas out there it's it's been kind of a uh, struggle getting myself into a rhythm with the two episodes a week uh luckily you guys are happy to participate in the interviews and come down here i'm also we're going to be reaching out more for phone interviews to people that are um, beyond my reach or that are not in the area or who may have moved away, who I was familiar with or we are familiar with or you are familiar with. Uh, so stay tuned. This Saturday, I will be bringing you a special birthday episode for Wills Weller of Tooth Grinder, who is currently on tour with his band and... That will be, um, and you'll hear from him and during our conversation, which we had a blast just shooting the shit about drums and uh, playing music and uh, and having ADD and, and, and being, uh, you know, endlessly motivated to move your body and, and, and feed your brain with music and whatever else kind of information you want to stuff in there so that something comes screaming out. So I'll see you next time. <laughs>